I have in serenity pledged myself to your service, as so many of you are pledged to mine. Throughout all my life and with all my heart, I shall strive to be worthy of your trust. Queen Elizabeth II on her Coronation Day speech. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get time. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this, at this point is the uh, Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Hi, I'm Cherok. I try to avoid the heads of our village. My, my name is Tidius. Standing before you is a uh, seven-foot-tall centaur with a mane and a very strong upper body. It's time to go back to Wesloth with Leaders and Legacies. Joining us this week are Sanjay, yes, Sanjay, Justin, Chris, Rachel, George, Seth, and DM Dave himself, Dave Rockwell. So, you know, I think we discussed, Cherik, you are now in charge. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the new group. The, yeah, the group you're in charge of is a group of sharpshooters. Uh, tell us how they formed, why they formed, and uh, why you guys are out on patrol today. You know, kind of you're moving your way through the rocks, kind of trying to survey what's happening around you. Well, after we had our encounter with Valinox, he asked us to protect our village and make sure that uh, that the temple was protected. So I started looking around for other sorcerers and other folks that I could use to help protect the temple. We all like the idea of, uh, of being snipers, so that uh, especially with our firebolts and and fireballs. So. We, we sort of uh, made a group that uh, that that specializes in that. Uh, but we're we've been patrolling around our village because we see everybody gathering outside and making sure that the folks outside are not mobilizing to come in yet. Okay, so yeah, you're out. Um, were you sent on patrol, or did you, as a group, decide that you were going to patrol and uh, you know report back? I guess, are you in charge of your own actions or are you part of a larger um, army? We, we took it upon ourselves to make sure that uh, thing, things were, were going, uh, things were protected. So we do re- go back and report to the uh, folks at the head of the village and, and the other uh, warriors and everybody, but uh, we, we're, we're a pretty independent group. Okay, so yeah, you and I think two others uh, chose to go out. Um, you know, do you, uh, who's with you today and uh, why did you pick them for their particular skills? Uh, we have one guy named Alesto. What's Alesto like? Is he taller, shorter? Is he a fat kobold, skinny kobold, old kobold, young? Yeah. What's 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 his story? He is a he is a bit young, but he, he's really enthusiastic. I, I was impressed with him. Someone that I could trust. Okay. Well, let's assume you've got the rank. You're you're Captain Cherik at this point. So you're not fully a general in the army, but uh, you've got a lot of latitude. Um, yeah, what's his rank underneath you, and why did you give him that rank? Uh, he, he's sort of a lieutenant, um, he's still feeling it, he, he's still figuring out how to lead some others. Okay, yeah, and in fact, he was the one who selected the other person that, that you two brought with you. Um, so, uh, tell us, uh, about who he selected. Okay, so th- this guy's a bit older, he's been, he's been around a bit, but, uh, not really one of those guys that likes leading others, but, uh, you know, in, in a pinch, you know, he could if he needed to be. Okay. Yeah, and, and does this uh, Cobalt have a name, or is he, you know, uh, mysterious? Uh, he is a bit mysterious, uh, but uh, there's only a few people that know his name. Uh, I happen to be one of them. Oh, oh you are one of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> is is uh, cl- classified secret? Uh, no, his, his name is Cleef. Um, so, uh, all right. So, uh, what time did you guys choose to go out? Is are we looking today at morning, afternoon, night, um, dusk? Uh, where, where are we? 
It's early evening, but it's starting to get a bit dark. Coming out of the caves, you would you know, kind of be walking up the canyon towards the gateway of the gods. You can either kind of break around to the right, break around to the left. Now, there are all kinds of enemy patrols. They, they seem to be holding and trying to protect the ground that they've got around the gateway. Different patrols that you've taken, you've seen lots of giants, various groups that they seem to have been coerced into disservice. Um, but yeah, the army seems to be a hodgepodge. Are you going to try to go out and infiltrate this group because you would possibly blend in if you played your cards right? Or are you stealthing around? In which direction are you stealthing? No, we're, we're being a bit stealthy because we want to. We don't want to affect what they're doing. So are you going to kind of hold to the rocks? You're going to climb around and try to come around from the, you know, the plain side. You know, or actually, they're probably with the network of caves the cobalts have. You probably could pop out around behind them. Um, if you wanted to. Wait, which which route did you go? The shortest route, the long route? Uh, we, we came around the other side of them. Okay, so yeah, where you came out, there's lots of birch trees. Are you going to try to hide in them? Are you going to try to hide the rocks? Uh, we're sticking closer to the rocks than the trees. Okay, yeah, give me a stealth roll just to see how well you, know, you and your group did. <laughs> Uh, 22 stealth. 22 stealth. All right. So you're able to, uh, you know, kind of move quietly through the rocks. You've made your way up. What did one particular group attracted your attention? What what was it that caught your eye that you know made you wander over that direction? Uh, it it looked like a, a curious mix of folks. Okay. Yeah. Roll me a percentile roll just to see uh, how accurate that, that statement turns out to be in reality. Uh, got a 20. It's a 20. Okay. You, yeah. You're still kind of. Yeah. Could be. Couldn't be. Um, you don't quite know. So uh, I guess you're going to sneak closer now that you have an idea that uh, something might be up. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna continue to stealth closer to see if we can hear what they're saying. Okay, yeah, give me a second stealth roll for for you and your your companions. Or I guess is it just going to be you that's going to press ahead and you kind of leave the others kind of to guard your back? How how are you going to approach? Yeah, them? I'm going to have them uh, watch to see if anything happens. I got it. Okay, so the 15, yeah, you're able to move your way up. I assume you're probably heading toward what looks like a command tent. The group start uh, looks like they're hanging out right right outside the uh, command tent. Okay, so at the at the table. So yeah, you, uh, you you stealth up. Give me a perception roll. See how much you can hear. Uh, fifteen. So the 15, you're catching chunks of sentences, not entire sentences, the things that you catch today, um, and you've heard little bits as you've been stealthing around before, but it sounds like, you know, he should be here later today. And, uh, you know, we need to be ready. The giants need to be positioned and, you know, you can see them point to a map. And uh, as you're kind of watching, you see someone ride up on a pony a halfling that's dressed in you know, very uh, rich-looking garbs and has about you know an honor guard of about six other you know knights with them, and uh, you know they engage in a conversation outside of earshot. But you see this uh, this scene you know play out. Um, how long are you going to stay and watch? Uh, I think I'm going to stay a couple more minutes just to see if I can figure out who this halfling is, because it sounds like, or at least it looks like he might be somewhat important, but, uh, um, especially because he has an entourage coming in. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll roll another perception, I guess, after, you know, you're kind of watching from a distance and not hearing anything. 20. 20. Okay. So eventually, you know, you see what seems to be somewhat of a heated exchange between them. And uh, main thing that you hear from from you know, that group of halflings is that the leader of that group says very loudly and clearly for everyone, we'll see about that. And they get back on their ponies and ride out. So the main thing I get out of that is there's some contention. Yeah, there's definitely some contention between you know, that group and the other one. Um, I guess are you going to move to uh, you know, somewhere else? I, I think I'm going to, uh, I, I was trying to listen in on the guys at the table. I think I may go see if I could get uh, behind the tent to see if uh, there's anything going on. If I can overhear anything going on in that tent, the command tent. Yeah, roll another perception. Yes, and see, we're at a new new location. So you're outside the tent. Uh, two, nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. In fact, what you hear is it sounds like there's somebody inside snoring. Um, or, yeah, at least it sounds like somebody's snoring. Um, so are you going to go somewhere else now that the tent seems to be a bust? Uh, I think I'm going to go back to my two guys and just sort of uh, let them know. 
So as you guys are, are kind of moving back together, one of the things that you see coming kind of out around the hill, there's a patrol. Um, they seem to be sweeping the rocks in the birch trees, you know, just, you know, kind of like a normal scouting patrol would do just to kind of make sure nobody was around. Um, uh, I guess for, first give me a, a stealth roll for the group, you know, as they approach. Uh, it's a 12. Actually, let me roll perception. Right, they're not very perceptive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, yeah, you're, you're able to kind of wake them out. As long as you don't move, they're not going to notice you. And, um, you know, um, both of your friends are very, you know, uh, capable and stealthy as well. Um, so they kind of move past you um, out towards the plain side of this little area through the trees. So they're away from the rocks that you're in. How are you going to head back to uh, the, the, you know, there's this kind of a secret entrance to the caverns you know, that you guys came out of. I assume you're going to make your way back there. Yeah, we're going back to the entrance that we came out of, trying to make sure we're quiet so no one sees us, so they don't can't see where we came from. To... All right, yeah, let's, uh, I guess, have you guys stealth back inside. Another stealth? Yeah, another stealth. Uh, ten. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, since nobody's really watching, the tens are, you know just enough to not not have raised any racket by knocking rocks or <laughs> anything that might draw attention from further away. Um, I guess roll perception as you're you know about to kind of back in. You know, you're kind of watching your back to make sure nobody was watching you all. A uh, nine. With a nine. Okay. Above you, you you didn't notice that there was a figure kind of hunched over, you know, the top of the entrance, and uh, yeah, hey, Mister, you got a place I can hide? All right, so we're, we're looking around. Hey, uh, uh, what what what's up? Who, who are you? I'm General Anton. Anton. Yeah, I got an army. Okay, where did where's your army from? Yeah, from the woods. So you're you're with all the guys that are camped out here? No, we're here to stop them. Okay. Where did you come from? My house. Your house. Where is your house located? Yeah, across the plain. Okay. How big is your army? Can my army and I come live in your hole for a little bit? We're waiting for the action to start. He's like, well, my army doesn't have to come in. I'm more obvious than they are. They, they can hide in plain sight. Oh, can they? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you about them just in case you're not who I think you are. Who do you think I am? I think you're a good guy, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. Do I recognize what uh, race he is or what? Uh... Um, you, you do absolutely recognize that he's a halfling. Okay. I guess roll perception, you know, real quick. Eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah. There's something vaguely familiar about him, but you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. You know you should probably know, but you don't know what it is you should know. Okay. Are you going to invite him in? I think I'm, I may talk to him a little bit more before I invite him in. Uh, so how long did it take you to get here? Oh, well, I had to build an army first, so a couple weeks. Okay. Who told you to build the army? My dad disappeared, so I, I kind of built it for my own protection. Are you, like, royalty or something? Oh, I could wish! Oh! I was just wondering why you needed protection. Well, you know, kid out in the wilderness by himself. I forgot to tell you I'm a kid, right? <laughs> uh, but I'm a general in my own army. A kid that's a general in your own army. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happens when you form your own army, is you get to be in charge. And you don't want to tell me how big your army is yet? Secrecy is the better part of valor. Well, he's already seen the entrance to our cave, so one of, uh, I, I feel like it's better if I keep him with me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take him in with me. And You got anything to eat, mister? Uh, I think I have some rations here that if you want, that I can... I've got rations! I was hoping for some sort of pastries or, yeah, yeah, some sort of something or other. I am not the cook, dude. You know somebody that can cook? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten well in days. Yeah, I've, I've been eating nothing but rations. Nobody told me army life would be so lack of flavorful. So... As as I take him back, I can I can take him over and uh, we we can get him some food. Nice. Is it always so dark in here? That it is. I it's light enough for me to be uh, for us to be able to see where we're going. So. so I just follow you. Yep, that would be that would be the idea. My guys are behind you. You can follow me. 
All right. Well, yeah. I hope if you're taking me to meet your leader so that we can plan how to get all these evil things out of the plains down here near the mountains because it seems like they shouldn't be here. No, they definitely shouldn't be here. You are right there. Did I tell you that they're teaching me to shapeshift? They are. Yeah, my friend Corin was teaching me. Wait, you know Corin? You know Corin? Yes, I know Corin. <laughs> wow, he gets around. Is he one of the guys that told you you needed to build an army? I'm pretty sure he wouldn't approve. No? No, I was told to, yeah, to help out my mother and my brothers. But uh, mom went somewhere. My brothers were left in charge, and well, let's just put it this way. Yeah, they, they, they tacitly approved my army building before I left. Okay. So, yeah, at least the army's legit. Yes. Uh, well, we you could... ever seen a glowing club? I'm sorry? Have you ever seen a glowing club? A glowing club? No. Yeah, Corrin's friend had one. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. I don't remember seeing the glowing club. Of course, when I met Corrin, I was a bit out of it. I kind of surprised him. Yeah, he would turn. Yeah, when I first met him, he turned into a squirrel. Uh, I, I seem to remember him turning into a bear. Oh, that, yeah, he does. He does like different animals, doesn't he? You and I are gonna have a lot in common. What'd you say your name was? My name is Cherik. Yeah, do you live here underground, or is this just a passageway to get to where you live? This is a passageway. Sweet. What's your home called? Petrusol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Petrusol. Um, yeah, that sounds like a great name. Who are the leaders you're going to take me to talk to? I assume you're a brave and powerful uh, leader as well. Wouldn't have your old crew out otherwise. You ever fight a dragon? I have tried to fight a dragon. <laughs> Wasn't very successful. Wow, and you live to tell about it? Yes, I did live, barely. Alright, so Corn, what were you thinking? Well, when I got ejected from my grove, I got ejected because I interrupted the ritual to reopen my grove's gate. I, I know the ritual to a degree. If we can find the gate room in this temple, we can try and reopen the gate and pass directly from here over to Petrahold and A, escape the trap without fighting. Did, did we not see such a place earlier? Or not yet. Surge, where's the gate room? Well, it's a good thing I just arrived. I was off uh, making sure that the uh, parapet was sealed off um, with our friends and that we got some guards in the foyer. Or foyer, um, as 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 it were or should be, um, yeah. But uh, what is it? What's the question? We're looking for the temple's gate room. It would be a large room, possibly with a spell circle engraved into the stone and three statues of angels or some artifice of the temple. I think you're talking about the root room. All right, let's go to the root room then. Where is it? It's directly underneath this room. We need to go down a level. Okay. Can you can you lead us there? Uh, I sure can. You know, it's my duty as uh, the you know info desk and uh, all around swell guy to show people around the temple, um, making visitors welcome. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to get any food before we go? I'm a little mangoed out right now, Serge. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna grab a banana. Yeah, if you follow me this way, yeah, and remember, everybody, the root room. Yeah, there's only one route to the root room. So, you know, if you get lost, just turn around and go back. 
That makes sense. This would be a virtually sealed room in almost all of the groves. Yeah, so he takes you down kind of a hallway that eventually, like, there's stairs going down and it kind of cuts off to the side and circles around. And it ends up being probably what would be the equivalent of two stories down, but you can feel it spirals you underneath um, the uh, um, grove so that you would be kind of underneath the root system of, you know, the, the trees in the grove. So when we push open the door, and this would be a pretty fortified door for the very purpose of this would be a main entrance also into the grove that they'd want sealed. Yeah, and as you uh, approach, you kind of see um, yeah, Surge, you know, he does some things that kind of dispel some wards um, as you approach. Um, yeah, this definitely is a room that they have sought to protect. All right, so as we push open the door, um, there are uh, three trees. I mean, when we walk into the room, it's going to be a room layered in like an inch of dust and dirt across the ground. You're not really going to see any, I mean, it just, it looks like a barren ground. Uh, there are three trees equally positioned throughout the room in its kind of a triangle pattern. Um, the tree on one side would appear to be petrified and made of rock of some kind. Uh, the tree to the north would be almost frozen and made of a perpetual ice that spans from its roots all the way up, almost translucent, you can see through it. Um, the tree to the east uh, which would be Tidius's tree. Uh, Tidius, what's your like home environment like? Because this tree would take on a, a mirror of your like natural environment. It would look like a, a a maple, maybe in the fall with beautiful red leaves. All right. So that last tree is is a, a maple with almost imprints of reddish leaves across the top and branches. Um, as as we kind of enter the room and people get a closer look at the trees, you see that like the veining on the trees and the barks are actually wisps of just primal energy that move through these pillars. Corin is going to, actually Corin is going to create use create campsite. Uh, he is going to summon his little woodland creatures into the area as he puts his hand down on the ground. Um, and as the little spectral woodland creatures come in, they start sweeping the dirt aside. And you guys can see that the floor is made up of this massive spell circle uh, that's just been filled in with dust and dirt over time. Uh, the trees each make one corner of the circle or one part of the triangle. Uh, in front of each tree is a smaller circle uh, where clearly a caster of some kind is intended to kneel. Um, and there is a fourth circle standing in the middle. Uh, written around it are a series of runes that... Yeah, let's go ahead and make na nature check to see who uh, is the one that can decipher all that. Not me. Oh, there's a 24 for me. All right. Yeah. So, Corin, I guess let's go with you. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go feel around each of the runes and explain. So each one of these is an address for the other way gates that it can touch. Like the temple that points to two other locations, this way gate has the address for two other locations, for the same two locations. Surge is like kind of like a tree gate questioning yes kind of like a, a, a travel through plant or travel with plant um, if I remember the ritual correctly and this is where I kind of screwed things up with my original grove um, three primal casters are required in each of the smaller circles and one primal caster in the middle to channel where it goes um so out of game context for whoever chooses to volunteer for this, I think it's going to be Tidius, Fezzik, and Stanton. Okay. Um, 
in order to activate the gate, it costs you three spell levels worth of spells. You can do three level one spells, you can do one level three spell, you can divide it however you choose, but you have to do three spell levels of spells. Um, for each spell that you cast, though, you have to roll a DC 15 nature check. Uh, for every failure, then the person in the middle takes 1d4 damage. All right, so if we cast a level three spell, we're only making that roll once. Then you only have to do it once. Yep, and the max they can take is 1d4 damage. Go big or go home. That seems reasonable. <laughs> did, did anybody play Fezzik during, I'm guessing you guys had a battle? And do I have spells left? You would have whatever you had the last session, because you know you uh, um, you know haven't had a rest since the last session. But yeah, you know, we started with Sanjay, so you there hasn't really been much other than you guys figuring out that you're not able to get out of this grove and that you are you know you, you're basically in a trap. Okay, so, thank you. So you'd be exactly wherever you your sheet left off. Now the one advantage I can say about this is that I will take the center, obviously, because I'm kind of the sacrificial lamb in this case, but there is nothing in the rules of the ritual that we wrote that says I can't do it in animal form, which means if I take the damage, then I can shrug it off to a degree. So everybody in the room is resisting, you know, um, uh, that will allow you to bear it. Oh, God. <laughs> I walked into that. It's more like you shambled into it with your paws out, but yeah, we get the idea. Yes, well, let's not let this get too grisly. So can we go to any grove, or do we have to go to one of the groves that these trees belong to? Oh, no, that you, you did miss something. We are effectively trapped in this grove, so we have to. We are using a technique to blast our way out to get to Petros. So the way the ritual is written, if we had the true name of the other groves, we could teleport directly to them. But the only true names written in this grove are to those, to the Petrohold and to uh, Tidius's grove. Only to those two. So if we knew the other true names, then yes, we could use the Waygate to go to the other locations. Okay. But what got Corin, or what got me kicked out of my last grove is the person that they were using to channel the spell in the middle was a, a, a girl I was trying to protect and I kind of tackled her out of the middle of the circle causing the feedback to hit the arch druids outside and yeah, unpleasantness yeah they didn't like it it didn't end well um but I think I can get us to where we need to be um but I'm gonna need like 20 minutes to say prepare for this yeah, do you want like a full hour so that you can get a short rest of some sort? Sure. <laughs> yeah, while there's imminent danger, it doesn't seem to be overly super imminent. Yeah, just saying. You know, as uh, yeah, Surge kind of looks around and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a extra character that seems to have way too much information." Now, who who all is going with you? By the way, uh, I know I have to stay here, but uh, who who's going with you? Who can we bring? The gate will stay open for as long as I channel the spell. So when we get to the other side and I step through, as long as I'm maintaining the gateway, then people continue to pass through. Yep. So who would you like to invite as a group? I guess that's a group decision that needs to be made. At this point in time, I'm pretty sure Hazash thinks I'm freaking nuts, but... <laughs> Yeah, so far she's been nodding along. You know, she's been you know curious to see that you had some deeper knowledge that she did not. I think we should take as many as we can through. Yeah, Marcus, you know, volunteers to come with you. Tidius, you game? Yes, I I am happy to continue with you. Omega, do me a favor. Hold the fort down out here. That uh, sounds like a wonderful plan to me. Uh, Hazash, do you want to come with us? 
Hmm. Um. I w would like to go where I could be useful, and uh, yeah, there are many here that can you know um, help our friend Omega. Um, if you would have me, I would travel with you. Stanton, these are your friends. I, I don't know who to ask, how to ask, or. Oh, you're 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 choosing the right people. Keep going. I think that pretty much. So, yeah, Harrington's the only person that you've not uh, asked yet, and uh, you know he's probably still off. But you know, um, Stanton Harrington would be a name you would recognize from you know your your days, uh, you know, uh, previously where you pulled this group of druids together. Right, but I remember he serves me right so far in his game. Harrington hasn't actually shown up to us. You've, we only talked about him as in to go get him or in the third person. Correct, yeah. So if you want to roll history um, and, you know, and kind of a percentile, to, you know, well, first to see how much you remember about him and then you know, whether it's positive or negative. Um, uh, 19, I think it's good enough. Yeah, so you remember you know, a lot of, about you know him and uh, what he represents and, you know, I guess... Um, yeah, based on that, unless you want to roll, yeah, I'd let you just decide whether or not uh, yeah, those, those memories are positive, negative, or you think that uh, his skills would be better suited for here versus there. Let's bring him along. We would do well to make sure that this place is defended well enough so that way they don't think that we've escaped their trap. Omega could certainly take care of that all by himself. I certainly have the ego for it. I wasn't going to say I, that. I was going to let you do it, but okay. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, my friend. I, in all seriousness, I think you can do the job, ego or not. I will die trying. Let's hope you don't have to go that far. I agree. Oh, don't worry. He would milk. He would milk it for all it's worth, but. So everybody who knows about this plan stays in this room. I want to do a detect thoughts on everybody in the room. Okay, good. Yeah. And in fact, yeah, I guess, yeah. So you're quietly, you know, um, I guess you've said this, uh, you know, of course not the detect you know, uh, my, you know, thoughts to everybody. Let's have you go around and have everybody kind of, uh, we'll start with Fezzik. I assume you want to start with the, oh, yeah. include yeah, your group. Include well. my friends. Um, um, so we'll start with Fezzik and we'll just kind of work our way around the room. How are you, what are you thinking? How are you spending your time uh, preparing uh, for what's coming next? I'm wondering where Corin came up with all of this extra knowledge that just seems to have suddenly shown up. <laughs> like I was like. This just seems to be the first area that he's had a lot of knowledge. Yes. Yes. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, he's really grown up. This is a little scary because he's acting very immature. I'm proud of him though, and and I'll do whatever he needs me to do. I'm not gonna leave him. There, there is definitely, I would say, you would probably pick up on the underlying sense of terror going through Corin. There, there is definitely something about this ritual that that has him very twitchy. Okay, yeah. Um, Stanton, how about you? What are you thinking as, as you guys spend your time resting and preparing? I was going to surprise you to tell Rachel there's not a lot of feedback going on, but that's fine. Uh, there's a certain level of resignation as in this is what has to happen. This is the way. Uh, the brief flickering thoughts going through my mind and making sure that more, again, that my family is safe, the ward is safe. Uh, and if this has to be how it's going to go down, this is going to go down. Um, and in the brief time, effectively game time, we spent together and everything else like this, I'm willing to trust them to make sure that Corn is doing the right thing. And no matter what, if this doesn't work, we're still trapped here. And then we go to plan C, plan D. Uh, knowing the fact that we have to try something. Okay. So, yeah, you resigned yourself um, to that? I, I've 
Resign, you can always suggest anything negative to me. I've accepted what's going to happen. Okay, I'll resign myself to allow you to accept. (laughs) Thank you, Serge. (laughs) Um, Tidius, I think that uh, brings you and your thoughts up next. So I, I I have a thought of home, of my mother, of of the grove before uh, it was infiltrated. But then I'm rudely interrupted by this dwarf who keeps asking me these weird questions, and and I my concentration is kind of broken because I can't understand where he keeps coming up with these questions. Did he ask you the one about the, the three-legged race? No, I don't believe he has. Well, I'll let him do that on, at his leisure, but uh, any other thoughts that uh, Corrin would be able to tap into? Um, no, I, I think mostly before I was rudely interrupted by this, this dwarf who keeps asking me questions, even in my brain, um, mostly of, of home and of the grove. Okay. Yeah. And what what yeah? What are some of the things that are evoked by those thoughts of home? Um, I guess uh, hope, fear. What what what's uh, what's rolling through your mind about that? Um, sadness. You know the the memories of of being able to run and hunt in in the woods, and but then the the sadness that the the grove has been hurt and uh, that I was not able to protect it. And even some some sense of loss of my mother, right? And and maybe even a little, uh, I don't know if hope is the right word, but that desire to, to do her proud. So as, as that kind of uh, thought goes through your head, we shift over to Marcus. Corin, what you're going to hear from Marcus is, you know, thoughts he is... Scared is is one of the things that you get from him. The other you know, thing that you get from him is a sense of this this is what I was meant to do. Um, the, you know, the dream that set him in motion, bringing him into these events, brought him here for this moment so that he could be with you. And that, you know, despite his fears, he is going to embrace the challenges ahead and help you all as much as he can try to succeed in stopping whatever it is is it is that is coming you know down down the pike and uh, with that you know you kind of you know see him uh, or feel him you know thinking these thoughts kind of over and over again not quite panicked but very nervous um with that uh thandor let's uh, roll to you and what are your thoughts that corn is uh, tapping into Thandor is right in the moment He's uh, not afraid, not scared, uh, kind of like Marcus. He is, this is what he was asked to do. This is what he was meant to do. And he really needs, it keeps coming back in his mind. It keeps creeping in as he's kind of meditating. These are the most comfortable, clean pants that he has ever worn. And he's just got to figure out how they stitched them and washed them so comfortably. Okay, and uh, let's see who else is going with you. Let's see, Hazash, you know, she is, you know, trying to ready herself as much as she can. She's memorizing different spells. You can see that she has gone into kind of that prep mode that, you know, she's walking through checklists in her head. You know, if we go into battle, I'll need this. If, you know, in case we need food, I need this. Um, she's kind of walking through some of those spells and kind of you know, collecting them into her thoughts and pulling them into uh, you know, her um, you know, arsenal. Um, so she's hardening herself for the battle ahead. And I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that we're forgetting that's coming with you all? Uh, I want to scan Omega too. Okay, yeah. You know, Omega's like, wow, I wish he hadn't said that we had to stay. Yeah. <laughs> There's food up there. I could be eaten. He's pretty much, you know, like resigned himself to, you get the sense that he's like, okay, I've got to stay here. I've got to do what needs to be done. And well, you know, that involves eating some food because uh, I'm hungry. Is Harrington in the room already or, or or had we just like summoned for him, but not gotten him yet? You had summoned for, or you could have summoned for him if you had wanted, I guess. You know, so, you know, no message was sent unless you chose to send a message. 
No message was sent yet. I want to send a message now that I've had a chance to kind of review everybody um, because I wanted to make sure that none of them were Alton. Okay, yeah. And, you know, if you want, you know, do you want to go around and, you know, check to see if the group uh, knows the password? <laughs> now, and at least amongst your friends? Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I guess I'll let you, you reach out in whatever order you want. <laughs> I don't... Don't rem- remember the password. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Cobbler? Oh, yep, that works. Okay, so obviously Corin, after listening to Fezzik, uh, pings back to Fezzik, going, "Okay, Fezzik, I forgot what the password was already." And it reminds me, it's Cobbler. Okay, um, one second. Uh, Ping Stanton, asking him for the password. It's Cobbler. Capital C. Okay. Just checking. Sorry, being safe. All right. Fandor, what's the password? Who is this? It's Corin, buddy. Cobbler. Awesome. Thank you. Now, Fandor, did you say that in your head or out loud? I said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, moot point now. Um, but context, no one knows what I'm talking about. They're like, he might just be hungry. Yeah, he just said cobbler out of, out of the blue. After he said, who is this? <laughs> yeah, he did say that out loud as well. Fezzik's just over here shaking his head. <laughs> this is what happened last time. I am going to ask Thandor and Hazash to go get Harrington. Um, while Stanton, Tidius, and uh, Fezzik and I start preparations for the ritual. But I will need to bless you before you guys start. Please do. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want me to do it right now or just before you start? Because I have to kind of concentrate to keep it going. Yeah, Omega says, well, you know, if we wait too long, it'll get kind of awkward. Go get Harrington and come back and then cast your bless after that. It'll take us that long to clean off all the rune circles and everything and... Yeah, and I guess he yeah, had described for us what's been happening as you know as your uh, create campsite has been unfolding itself. So as I've been explaining everything to everybody, like these little spectral animals, like little raccoons or squirrels, uh, are coming through like with their tails and brushing the runes out and like kind of cleaning them out so that they're easier to read uh, and identifying the circles a little bit clearer so people know where to stand or kneel. Uh, essentially they're cleaning up the room it's like a a spectral maid service is now just kind of washing through the room and wiping everything down Isaac is standing over here watching this go on and he's thinking I'm just going to rename four and Snow White and and, you know from kind of out of the depths of the universe you hear but he's only got one dwarf (laughs) <laughs> we, we can find we can find more all of a sudden the animals start singing hi ho yep. so Thandor you know, you've been walking with Azash have you uh, been asking her any questions as you guys go to get Harrington um, he realized he made a mistake by saying cobbler out loud as is, I'm just really hungry about, you know, do you guys have any peach cobbler upstairs? We do, we do. We'll have to grab some for you and your group to take with us. It uh, is it is our attempt at Stanton's recipe. We don't necessarily do it the justice that it deserves, but uh, it it is, uh, you know, it, it is quite adequate for your needs. We'll get some. Are you scared? Would would I um, not be foolish not to be scared? There's a lot going on, and you know the world has become much dangerous way too fast. We thought we had a lot of time between you know um, the events that uh, happened eons ago and now, because we had very little or no signs. The fact that Stanton was caught flat-footed. Um, you know, is is a sign that you know, something more powerful than even the rest of us were aware of um, could have been happened. So we at least cannot blame ourselves. 
Why do you worry? This is the path we were sent to do. Interesting that the yeah, you have a great perspective on things, Thandor. Um, yeah, I, I I will ponder on that and try to hold it in my heart as uh, we move into things. I only hope I can be as optimistic as you. Trust in Jord. Yes, Jord's blessing on us all. Yeah, she's yeah. She eventually you reach the floor above, and she signals to uh, someone to uh, find out where Harrington is. Um, you know, he is actually in the little side conference room talking with others about how to defend the place now that they've sealed everything off. And uh, yeah, she she uh, says, uh, Thandor and I would like to speak to you uh, for you with you for a moment. Um, Thandor, would you like to uh, relay the group's request? Our group with the Night Ranger is requesting your presence to help us stop this evil. And Thandor will begin to explain how we're going to do it. And even in great detail that we have animals helping us out right now, cleaning off this the circle. You know, Harrington, you know, looks, you know, looks at you. You can kind of see his eyes kind of welling with, uh, pride that he's been asked to join this group. It uh, would allow me to fulfill my destiny as one of the druids of destiny to join you. So I absolutely would you know, love to accompany you, Stanton, Hazash, and the rest of the group um, to wherever you are going to fight that which would corrupt nature. Excellent. Let's go. This is our calling. This is our path. But, uh, let me grab my, my gear and uh, he kind of rushes out of the room. <laughs> Um, you know, say just just one moment. And after you know, you guys have a couple minutes to probably snack on some food. But after about five to ten minutes, he shows back up with his travel pack, um, and uh, you know, has a, a a greenish brown cloak on that you can't quite tell if it's made of uh, flora or fauna, um, but you would almost suspect that it's you know magical, so that it's supposed to kind of give the look and feel of, of both. And or I'll reach out and touch it. All right, uh, roll uh, perception. Twenty-four. With your twenty-four, yeah. The one of the things that's amazing is that this garment is not magical, even though it feels or looks and feels like it should be. It is entirely made of ferns that have been kind of laid over each other to make a cloak. Um, and uh, yeah, that uh, it, it's almost refreshing to touch. This is a pretty neat idea. It's it uh, is uh, something that uh, my my family and I, you know, invented. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the things that we probably haven't mentioned yet is that uh, Harrington is is a very large dude. Um, he is uh, what is known as a GIF. And uh, he's a hippo, oh, he's a hippo. hippo guy. He's, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's it, it this very delicate uh, item for you know, uh, yeah, for those of my kind to wear. But we felt like we have distinguished ourselves by being druids. That it would uh, be appropriate for us to design something as well. Would you like one? If I can find the things to fashion you one. Absolutely. This is beautiful. Uh, you know, should should fates allow us to uh, to find the materials, I will do so at my earliest convenience. I thank you, my friend. May George's blessing allow us to find the time that 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 will happen. So uh, I think your friends were preparing for us to leave. So as they come down, and I see Har or well, I feel Harrington enter the area as another druid. Uh, I'm going to step over to Fezzik and kind of pull Fezzik aside going, um, I would greatly appreciate it instead of you being one of the channelers, if you could, you know, have your bow ready and like be ready to protect us when we come through to the other side. Because if there are enemies waiting for us on the other side, uh, well, the other three will be able to, you know, get right up and pass right through once the gateway opens. I'm stuck standing here until we close the gateway. 
Yes. Succinct dancer. So um by so when Thandor comes down, he, he walks up to Corn and goes, I got a sexer cobbler like you asked, and it kind of winks. Thank you. Thank you. After the time passes, you uh, you know, I think kind of the conditions are optimal if you want to proceed the the, the ritual you may. Alright, so um uh, I kind of direct Stanton to one of the circles, Harrington to another, and um, Tidius or, okay, Tidius to the third. Um, Four legs for the three-legged tripod. So you, um, so you guys get to pick how you're going to do your three spell levels. And I will be blessing you before you guys start. So that would mean each of you for each action will be able to do um, D4. Okay. So pick wisely. I will be using a level three spell. I will also be using a level three spell. Alrighty. Do you need to cast now or tell us when to cast? Yeah, you just go ahead and do your nature check. That is your casting. Okay. So nature plus plus the D four. Okay, cool. Boom! Natural twenty. Nice. No, okay. Yeah, there we go. Now we're showing ten of the dice and ten in ten in the box, and then a plus four. So fourteen. Okay. Okay. All right. So Harrington. Yep. And what's he rolling again? Uh, nature check DC 15. All right. Well, the good news is he rolled a 15 without any bonuses and he's a plus four, so a 19. Okay. Um, did I do good? <laughs> you did good. Um, all right. So then as you guys kind of channel, you watch as the energy flows from you guys into Corrin. Um, Corrin begins chanting the ritual and the runes on the ground on the circles around you seem to start reorganizing themselves and moving towards the center uh, where they form the, the true name of Petrahold, whatever Dave chooses that true name to be. Um, it's Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Manny hold. Okay. No, no. It's, yeah. No, Petra. Yeah, it's it, it's Petra's hold, but you know, in 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 Cobalt or Draconic, so okay, yeah, you know, so it, it would, uh, would sound different in, in that language. <laughs> so as it forms, the letters start glowing in their greenish blue tint, and then the entire circle seems to start glowing, uh, and a gateway, uh, just a giant ring of blue energy. Think like a giant stargate just kind of opens up in the middle right where Corrin is standing. Um, and through it, you kind of see like, it's like looking through a glass of water or a wave. You can see the other hold uh, at a dusty, musty room that looks very similar to the one that you're currently in. Yeah, and in fact, yeah, I guess, and roll perception if you want. Oh, come on! Ten. All right, and uh, Corin, it looked like you got a twenty-three. Anybody else rolling? Oh, I, I didn't roll perception because Corin is oh. is. Oh yeah, yeah. He's Thandor. Okay, yeah, you got you got the twenty-three, Thandor. And that was Thandor. Yeah, you were the one. So you you see your old buddy Cherik and like three other kobolds, plus you know a very dirty um, young halfling, kind of staring back through the hole. They all looked as you know surprised as if you know something had just burst into existence in the room they were hanging out in, um, you know, out of nowhere. Hello, Jerk, we're back. Ooh, where do you come from? <laughs> Anton, is that you? I don't know, is my dad there? He will be in a minute. You might want to clean your face up. Oh, no. <laughs> Anton disappears kind of out of the, the doorway. <laughs> There's kind of a, uh, I guess it would be at this point in time, given his focus, a strained kind of wave for you guys to go ahead and walk through. Okay, yeah, what order are you going to go through in? Thandor, Thandor, Thandor will roll first. All right, so Thandor, you, you move through to the to the space. This is a space you didn't go into in Petrahold before. Um, you know, 
Cherik, you are still looking very surprised. So you, I think, had no idea what this space was used for or why you know, why it was here. Just you discovered that it was a pretty neat place for your group to kind of square away from you know, everybody else so that you weren't having to live in the, you know, the, the common open space with the rest of the army you were building. Um, uh, who's next? I guess I will go through. Okay. And then uh, Fezzik, did we lose you? No, I'm back. Okay. I rolled a 20, by the way. (laughs) Oh, awesome. So, yeah, you would have seen it immediately as well. (laughs) And uh, your old buddy Anton would have been there. Did we go back to the petrol hold? Is that what I heard you just say? Yep, yep. You stepped through into a room that contained three very surprised kobolds, plus a very dirty and uh, um, travel-weary Anton. Okay. I had thought that we were going to go to the Centaur one, but okay. I thought I was just confused. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yep. You're heading, headed, headed back because, uh, you know, the trap was sent uh, for you to be held away. We're advancing in a different direction. <laughs> I, I see right. that. Not retreating. <laughs> we're making right. more progress in a different Definitely direction. not retreating. <laughs> Even Omega says that you're not retreating. <laughs> um, so. Do we, as the corner people, have to stay in position? Nope. Okay. Only person who has to stay in position, and that's actually why I pulled you aside, is you would be able to defend Corrin. Corrin is the only one locked in position until everyone passes through. Then I'm, I'm staying until everybody else is through. Well, then Harrington and I will go through together right at the same time. Shall we hold hands? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> After you. <laughs> Well, all right, after you, then. Yeah, he steps through kind of thunderously. <laughs> I step through, and the whole whoosh effect comes through the Owl Stargate. Whoosh. It's too bad we named the other kobolds. We could have a Richard Dean and an Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, yeah, Hazash um, yeah, pulls out, you know, kind of her um, holy relic. Um, that, that uh, just in case she needs to cast, you know, meh. do you know these people? I guess that uh, leaves the last two. Um, you know, Omega is still there watching, and he, uh, good luck to you all. Uh, we will do what we can, um, but uh, please act quickly. Maybe you can change our fates as well. Right. So I kind of wave Fezzik through, and then once he passes through, you don't actually ever see Corrin stand up, just as the portal seems to close he appears on the other side, kneeling in the middle. Nice. All right. So, Cherik, you've seen all of this unfolding around you. Um, you know, what is your you know, gut-level reaction to all this? I stopped watching the new MacGyver after the like, second episode. And we'll end there. <laughs> As I sit and reflect on the life of Queen Elizabeth, I'm constantly hearing the phrase servant leader. That is someone that uh, puts the good of the group in front of their own needs, that will serve them without needing to be recognized for that particular service. Queen Elizabeth, you set a wonderful example for us all, and we wish you peace in the afterlife. God bless. Now the legal bits, we are not affiliated with Wizards of the Coast. All content and opinions are our own. Although we do recommend that your life will be better with them in it, so please support and participate with them. All of our music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. Additional images are licensed from Shutterstock.com. Our logo was created by Catherine Evans. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. And make sure that you subscribe to our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Just head over to our Tee Public store and check out all of the various options we've got. That's tpublic.com slash leadersandlegacies. And never forget to remember... By the way, the audience won't see this, but it's really cool that you're playing from the Millennium Falcon. 1D100. Or 5D20. Or 20D5. I don't know if there is a D5.